Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. The following episode of About Last Night will be brought to you by The Slide Bar. The Slide Bar, our first, best, most wonderful sponsor. The Slide Bar is located in downtown Fullerton, California. It's got the best food, got live music, got hot chicks, drink specials all the time. It's an amazing place. I go there all the time. Does it have dwarves? It has dwarves because it's across the street from my house. So I will constantly... And, you, and you're constantly housing dwarves. I have a dwarf hostel <laughs> in my house. So we just keep them in drawers. Which, by the way, is coming out on <laughs> iTunes next Tuesday. Dwarf hostel? <laughs> yeah. New from Eli Roth. Dwarf <laughs> hostel. It does sound like some... Dude, it sounds like an incredible video game. It does. All right. Why do we come up with all these great ideas? I know. Dwarves? Uh, it, commercials. Hopefully someone at EA... Games is listening to this, and then it's going to give us... Send us one free copy of Madden, and we'll go 50-50 on this idea. Hey, sounds good to me. That sounds like a deal. Sounds great to me. But check out the Slide Bar in downtown Fullerton. If ever you're in Southern California, visiting Southern California, don't want to deal with the the L.A. crowds, the L.A. prices. Can't come in here, bro. All right? You know know Dave? Everybody knows Dave. Everybody knows Dave. You're only wearing one Ed Hardy shirt. Douche. Get out. We require at least five Ed Hardy shirts with at least three collars. Me- no. Meanwhile, he's wearing a trench coat and a fedora. Looks like he got kicked out of the Newsies. <laughs> exactly. Avoid the lines. Avoid the hassle. Nothing but great food, great music, and really great people. Check out the Slide Bar in downtown Fullerton. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the About Last Night show. And uh, like we said before, really great episode. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Joining us right now is Jaleel White. Yeah. Jaleel, Jaleel White's ever here, everybody. Yeah, fake applause from two guys. All right. I'm hug that mic a little bit. I'm going to cheer for myself. I'm going to cheer for like, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, first of all, Jaleel, thank you so much for showing up. Uh, we know that you got this show coming. Or not, it's the second season now coming yeah, on Sci-Fi? Second season, Total Blackout. Total, total Blackout. And for those of you who haven't seen this show, first of all, look it up and see the clips online because it's basically a game show that occurs in – just total darkness, yeah. just absolute darkness, and you have you have contestants touching things and experience things. I mean, you could probably explain it a little better than I can. Yeah, no, the show is basically um, you know people competing for in uh, for cash prize in pitch black darkness, uh, time challenges. They mm-hmm. kind of like guess the weight of different things, um, you know, but it may be like a, a sumo wrestler, <laughs> and, and, and the second thing may be a. Camel, <laughs> and the agitated camel. But all of this is occurring in pitch black darkness. So yeah. When that camel makes that noise and starts growling. Right. Yeah. Watching their faces in the total black, like because yeah. they're all, it almost looks like they're blind because their their eyes are so wide, almost feeling like if I open my eyes wide enough, I can see through yeah. the blackness. And that's and it's so funny you say that though because you you. I've been in the dark room, yeah. and that's the sensation that you feel. Is you almost just keep trying to open your eyes. You're just like, I know I'm going to be able yeah. to see something. I know I'm going to be able to see something. It's like, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, your commentary over it is yeah. great. Dar- uh, the uh, dark room is the actual set, not a not a black strip club. <laughs> just so, just, just so we're completely clear on that. <laughs> but now it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's it's just like in. It, it's one of those shows where, as a viewer, you watch it and you think, "Oh, it doesn't look that hard." They're just 
identifying stuff. But when you have that sense just taken away from you, and you, you it's can't unbelievable. see shit. Because it's not something you think about putting yourself through. Uh, no, nah, it's just it's really funny to see people going to the challenges so brave. And mm-hmm. then literally, as soon as the lights go out, we get a whole new person. <laughs> really, we get people to try to back out at the last minute. And it's like, you know, okay, you know, I don't want to do this. And it's like, well, you know, it's already dark, so you, <laughs> you can't really see the exit yeah. signs. So. I saw one him guy that he put his hands in the, uh, in the tank, right, as it's called. Yeah. And he was t- touching a rat. And this guy, I think it was, it was a, like episode two of the first season, the guy with spiky hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he yeah, was yeah. freaking out. And then when he touched the rat and was almost on the verge of tears, and then there was a beanie in the second tank. And he said to the beanie, he's like, wow, God, what is that? What is, is it a dog? And I was like, what? A dog? First, like, a beanie is an interesting, you know, texture, but, like, to think it was an animal. And then he had his face. This was incredible. I mean, you can't write this any better. He had his face in the uh, human's butt, yeah, right, yeah, in the yeah, tank. Yeah, I know. You're talking about Eddie. I, like, yeah. after a while, I started to know him personally. <laughs> right. But he had his face in the butt, and he's like, I know this smell. And, uh, and it, I mean, it's just the no, things what that you he guys... S- no, what he said was oh, what is, yeah. he's, he smelled it, and then finally he was like, it smells like ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it went ding, and he's like, oh, God, I should have known that. <laughs> oh, that's what he said. <laughs> I should have known, known that. that. Yo, that's incredible. <laughs> that's like the most famous line ever from the show. Oh, yeah. He was in the, the promos a lot. We brought him back. <clears throat> oh, yeah? Really? We have an episode this year where we brought back our hug, favorite... Hug that mic if you don't mind. Where we brought... Well, how much go. money you want me to hug yeah, you? Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Sexy, man, we want that. My lips are Literally touching the mic. <laughs> oh God! Um, Selling we, that mic on eBay. We there brought we, go. Uh, we brought back all of our favorite losers, and oh, uh, so Great so people that have that have lost terribly or famously, we brought back and let them battle it out, and that was a fun episode. So he oh, was one of the people. Dude, so good. So now second season, what yeah. uh, what can you ex- like? What sort of changes? Just bigger and better, man. You know, it's like every every season the audience has us back. Just know that you. The network has more money to spend on us. And so, All right. So we're going to torture them a little bit more. You know, we got uh, the first year we had uh, little dogs and puppies and, and, you know, hens and stuff like that. And this year we got crocodiles and camels. So no you know, shit. Keep it, you know, keep keep it going, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's, just, it's just amazing because I, I remember I, I saw one clip where a guy's feeling like a baby goat yeah. or, or something. And he, and he knows – He's in his head. He's like, this is a cat. Like, this is a kitty cat. But when you're thinking cat and then you hear literally just that, just that, he flipped out. It was like like he just saw his family get shot in front of him. He he just, like, went to that level of scared and terrified. Yeah, absolutely, right? You know, that's what I'm known for. Uh, And this show is on the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, It starts Tuesday, October 30th, and I believe it's on 10, 9 Central, but... Like, like we were saying off air, everyone's got a DVR. You got a cable yeah, box. Nah, look the shit up. Look, the, the show comes on tomorrow. Just type in TOT, and if your computer is you're not a computer, but if your TV is not from 1997, it should begin to tell you when the show comes yeah. on. And you, uh, like, and I'm not just saying this because you're here. Like, there are a. It's so tough for shows to become uh, just to have, be original these days, man. It's yeah. like there's never been anything like this, and. Obviously, uh, the element of people loving to see people be scared or right. go through something traumatic, but it's like it, it's 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 fun. It's lighthearted. It's like there's nothing so dangerous. Like they're never going to, you know. Um, you know, obviously, man. I'm just trying to grow with the times, and you know, I I still love to act, and I still love to you know performing, but. More importantly, in this age of media, where yeah. it's just coming at us from so many different directions, mm-hmm. I just feel grateful to be a part of any television, 
or any form of media that people just naturally want. Yep. Sure. I don't have to beg people to watch this show. <laughs> I pass through TSA, uh, you know, at airports, and people are you know, telling me about it. And, that's that's know, great. They, they love tweeting about the show. So that's one of the more fun things even for me is when the show begins, you know, to premiere. Totally. Is, uh, you know, sometimes I look at some of the crazy comments that are even coming through on Twitter. and You know, that's exciting these days because it's like all of a sudden Twitter just took water cooler conversation. You know, that's how I was born. That's yeah. how I was yeah. born playing the character of Steve Urkel. Yep. Like in the first season I did that show as a kid, I think the ratings were like in like, we were like, the show Family Matters was like a low 60s show. And then mm -hmm. literally over the course of nine episodes, we went to almost cracking the top 10. <gasps> Damn. So it's like so it's, it's unbelievable. Like, so it's like you know, my dad would like just get the L.A. Times every week when it was relevant to do that, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, we're number fifty this week, and then we're number forty-one, and then we're number thirty-seven." To just and see which line. And all that is is that's Twitter before Twitter. That's people actually walking around saying, "Did you see that shit?" Yeah, did yeah. You see, exactly. And it, what's crazy about like the numbers on that show and how successful it was, and uh, is that there wasn't all the social media, and there wasn't nah. the ways for people to, to go, "Oh, you yeah. remember that one episode?" And let me yeah. go back and watch it two seconds later on my phone like exactly. you had to sit down and watch you couldn't yeah. dvr it and there was also a point in television you know back in the day if something came on you had to be home or you had to get near tv and watch it and it's now, a testament to the show hey my, my favorite show i would never actually be there at <laughs> the same crazy, time dude? it comes on to hey, watch it like i watch it a month later when i got nothing to do for a whole weekend right <laughs> exactly. I, I remember bads in one I, I remember of course family matters was on tgif but i remember they, it was on ktla here and it was something called way cool weekdays okay which i would go home right after school and from like three to like four thirty, it would get, get your way cool. On. Yeah, it, 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 it was like you guys. It was Saved by the Bell and it was Full House, like back to back to Dude, back. What a lineup! That's how I got associated with that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, because it was like when I did the show all those years, it was like nobody would ever talk about Screech or any of that. Right. Shit. So like, and now I'm starting to dawn on me. It was like, you know what? In syndication, we yeah. really got paired with those efforts. Yes, you did. And that's how <laughs> oh, people started making Dude, that's, <laughs> the that's correlation. Totally you just literally helped me figure <laughs> something out because I'm like, we were prime time. <laughs> <laughs> we were daytime soap. Yeah, we, we were daytime soap. We were daytime kitty soap. What the heck, yeah. man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. No, I, I, I and I, I, Okay, I just much respect. That. Much respect yeah. to Mario and the guys, whatever. Now yeah, I get yeah. it. Okay, so there yeah, you yeah. go. We yeah. got LinkedIn syndication. That's how I <laughs> Hey, all all I know is Screech can't ball like you. So, yeah, dude. No, all good. No, you don't want to see me in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want to see you? Dude, I got to beg to differ, man. Yeah. That episode when you came in the game, and uh, I don't know who it was that got injured, right? But then you had to step in. Like, I was just watching it last night. And that's the thing that's, like, really impressive about those episodes because, you know, Fresh Prince did one where Will Smith came on Carlton's team and saved right. the game. And he's right. got decent skills. But, like, you, I don't know how old you were in that episode. Do you remember? I, I mean, I was somewhere around 15 or something like that. Dude, like, dude's got game. Yo, man, your crossover, <laughs> you were doing the, like, the fast legs, like, back and forth. through the, Like, I mean, that was ridiculous, dude. And that, I mean, and it, I, I'm ashamed to say, but that probably, that episode probably instilled racist thoughts in me. Because <laughs> I, because, yes, because I would walk around and just assume that every black kid could play basketball. Because I'm like, fuck, Urkel can ball. <laughs> If Urkel can ball, I'm picking the black dude first. Yeah, and the yeah. kid's like, I've never picked a ball ball in my you, life. You fool. It was just so cool to watch. And and a lot of people don't realize that you, when your first episode, you were just brought on kind of just as a, not 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 not, not a bit part, but like a one-time thing, right? Yeah, no, I was just supposed to be a guest spot. I ended up sticking around. Wow. So, uh, and nine, then, nine seasons, dude. Yeah. Seinfeld went nine seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> um, I want to say this real quick and then we'll move on but uh, I and this to me I feel like 
for how big you get in any uh, piece of the entertainment business, you know, I feel like you get your own cereal, you get your own shoe. Right. Uh, there's like certain things to kind of be like, wow, I've kind of like become really a larger than life uh, character. Uh, my mom bought me a doll of you uh, <laughs> for my birthday, and I know that sounds creepy because if I said last week, then yeah, we'd probably you'd probably walk out of here in a few minutes. <laughs> nah, no trip. <laughs> I have a Mr. T doll I care okay, really see, about. Okay, there you so go. You know yeah. what I'm talking so about. I know man. exactly what you're talking Yo, about. Yo, like <laughs> I just gotta know, like, because for me it was like, I mean, dude, the doll was unbelievable, and it was like the string and the and, uh, and I think it was your, I mean, it was your voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, and I that's uh, I don't know. I mean, it was what is it like when that came out? And I don't know how old you were. But it's got to be even crazier as a kid to be like, there's a doll of me. I have my own dolls of other figures. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's very surreal, man. It's very surreal. But uh, you stick around the business long enough, and it humbles you. And you're like, oh, that effing doll. Everything is in the moment at the time. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was amazing. And even when I see dolls now still, because people will come up to me and have me sign them. You wow. know, now it's now I can at least enjoy the nostalgia of it. I'm particularly enjoying in my career right now, though, that wherever I walk, I get a variance of reactions that are just all over the spectrum of what yeah. I've done. Oh, so, sure. So some people will come up to me like now, like I can't even be in a frozen food section at a supermarket and not have like three women come up to me and talk about dancing with his dog. Awesome. You know, See. And, you know and that and then my, my daughter is just like, you know, she thinks I'm a dancer. My daughter's right. three years old, and because I did the CeeLo Green video. Yeah, um, it's incredible, and, by the way. And uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I did that video, and she Shout was that Universal, right? Yeah. That's why, that's why he's so comfortable sit, sitting here with me. He's worked with CeeLo Green. He's used to being around midgets. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're fine. <laughs> so you're fine. Are you, are you going in? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a zinger button you press? When you wah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Wah, wah. Well, and I think that's what separates you from any like the guys that played Horshack or Dustin Diamond on Screech or Kramer, yeah. uh, other iconic parts on television. Is you've been able to move on and do other things. Like you, it's you, hard. I, I, I'm sure it is. You got to be able to pay your bills first. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I, totally right. Like I, I, I can't imagine how tired you must be of like walking to a casting office and then like the casting directors just look at you and you, you just see it in their eyes. They're just looking at you going, do the voice, you know, do the I, voice. I keep, it, I keep it real. It was like, you know, I definitely had to deal with that in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with that anymore now. Now, at, now at this point, like, you know, casting directors are seeing the other things that I'm doing also mm-hmm. and, they, you know, they're checking my manager's availability. But to live the arc of that, sure. like I said, it's humbling and, you know, it just makes you appreciate what it is to continue to work in our business, though. For a long, long period of time. Yeah, because you literally haven't stopped working since 12 or even before that. Well, I've been stuff. in the business since I was three. So, Damn. Uh, you know, commercials and Jefferson episodes and stuff like Jesus. that I've done since I was three years old. But um, mm-hmm. I work consistently from, you know, I did the show from 12 to 21. Yeah. And uh, I think I did was I did another show on UPN that I don't really like to talk about too much. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone likes to talk about UPN in general very much. Right? So I mean, I'm gonna right. go ahead and take that. Right, right. I don't, I don't, I don't really feel too much like a loser when the entire network doesn't exist <laughs> anymore. Right. You're like, well, you know what? Maybe it wasn't just me. You know. <laughs> Monkeys with crayons. It wasn't, it wasn't just me. So it's all good, um, man. But that was ages ago, and that was my early twenties. And um, you know, obviously, I had like a you know, you know, just just growing up. You know, I like even when I talk to young people now, I'm like, 
you know, when people graduate, used to graduate from college thinking people were going to put them in charge of shit. You know, I'm sorry, can I say No, don't curse. Fuck shit. Curse all you want. It's like people ask me to Steve Urkel curses on the Filmed 11 Night Podcast. Even when I talk to young people now, you know, at high schools or even colleges or whatever, I come right out the gate. I tell them, I say, look, you guys got to understand something. You're going to graduate here and nobody's going to put you in charge of anything. Yeah. Nope. Like, as a matter of fact, you. you're going to try to give you the worst, most humiliating job the company can give you. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get past that yeah. Yeah. and become a person that's trustworthy and respectful of the chain of command. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really what I, I, I lived throughout my 20s. And, you know, now I'm in my 30s. I'm a dad now. I got a three-year-old. And, you know, life's different. And, uh, you know, I got called in by Sci-Fi one day. And they said, hold this tarantula. We're thinking about putting you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> hold this tarantula? Is yeah. that, that's what the audition was like? Yeah, no. They There's had, Hollywood for it, you, man. It was crazy. I don't, to this day, I've never been able to make sense of the audition to become a host of uh, Total Blackout. Yeah, take us through it real quick. Because uh, they they pulled me into a, um, they had me come to a parking garage that they had outfitted to look really, you know, industrial, okay, whatever, and like, spooky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, they had a Wrangler there, and they basically <laughs> had all this stuff they wanted me to read from a teleprompter. Um, and but they said, look, while you're doing that, we just want you to hold this big ass tarantula in your right hand. <laughs> And the tarantula is like as big as a gerbil. And it's like immediately, it's like you have one of those moments where you're like, you know what, if I'm 23 years old mm-hmm. and, you know, coming off the earnings that I had too, I'd have been like, you know, I just really, I'm not sure I want to hold that tarantula. Right. And immediately I was just kind of like, I thought about my daughter and I thought about the tuition. Bills started piling and up. And, and I'm like, you know what, if the tarantula actually were to bite you, that could be a good thing too. Lawsuit. <laughs> 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 I know, Sapphire's got coin. They got wrestling. <laughs> Shoot. I'm like, literally, I'm like, I'm, all right, they give me this tarantula, and no joke, it's as big as my freaking hand. And I was oh. like, Jay, don't even look at it. Just look at the teleprompter, and you can feel it crawling, creepy, creepy up your arm. And I finished it, and they were like, oh, man, that was great. That was great. It's like, great. So when I got the job, I'm like, I get to the set, and I'm like, all right, what is a tarantula? And they, oh, no, that's for the contestants. So <laughs> like, you effort. So basically, There's no you just did that to see if I was like, you know, hard to work with. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't deal with a tarantula, I don't know how he's going to be at the craft service. You know what? I, I do the same thing on my first dates. I, I just give my date a tarantula, and if they can hold it for 10 minutes, I know that they'll have good experiences with my balls. So uh, it, it's fine, and you know, then they I've, pass the test. I've released a rat into the bedroom to see what kind of reaction I get. You know? It really lets put you a know spi- from Put the a get-go. spider in the bathroom and let her scream and be like, get that! <laughs> or better yet, or better yet, put a dwarf dressed as a spider in the bathroom. Hey, I'll there you go. Happens. Yeah, it's all, all, all. Sometimes she goes, you know what? Take the spider outfit off. I never thought you'd bring one of these guys in the bedroom. I, I, I'm so scared of the day. Well, I don't know if I'm scared. Just looking forward to the day when I'm when I'm dating a tall woman. She's gonna be living in my house. There's gonna be a noise. It's gonna be heard downstairs. She's gonna look at me like, go handle it. I'm like, bitch, you're five eight. I'm four nothing. I would go imagine, do it. I would imagine you could pull chicks easy though, because you're really right at coochie eating height. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, you would be correct, sir. You would be correct, sir. Hey, you know what? We all have our angles to play. You were able to play the Stefan Urkel angle for a while, which, which worked very well for you. And then uh, I, I play my card, you know? Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure those women out there listening to this podcast are like, man, if I was in that room right now, I could knock off Jew, Urkel, and Midget off my bucket list. Wow. That would be that would be That's something. That's got to be at least number seventeen the, the on three of us, bucket list. The three of us do collectively make up one hell of a bucket list. Right? <laughs> <laughs> one hell of a bucket list. 
Now, is, is that something that you encountered um, either during the show or after the show? Like, women would either just look at you as that character, have weird sort of fetishes, or like, would they? Would you try to seek women out that kind of avoided it? Or you know, um, it's interesting. Um, I had I had like a I had a, a lightning moment when it came to women one time. Um, I was walking out of a basketball game at the mm-hmm. Forum. Oh, okay, right, the Great Western Forum. Great Western Forum, so in, much better than Staples. Inglewood, California. You were scared and, walking home. And <laughs> these, Sabalos. these, uh, <laughs> these two chicks were walking by me, and they were kind of good looking. They really were, from yeah. what I remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, mind you, this is like my early twenties, and mm-hmm. you know. Before any flirtations could even jump off, it was just like, you know, one of them audibly says, like, oh, it's Urkel, right? And it was like, you know, it, when, it's, when it's said in that particular right. context, it's, it's, it just, it's almost kind of a turnoff for totally. me. Totally. Oh, just, absolutely. It, it just is. It's like, all right. And so it was like, I just, you know, at that point, I, I almost turned into, like, the mayor of a small town. I just wave at that guy because I don't know which direction he's going to vote. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> there you go. Kiss and, the baby. And, exactly. And then I, I chirped my car. It was parked right there. And mm-hmm. it was just like, I literally heard the audible gas, like, oh, oh wait. Oh, because <laughs> oh, I, I was getting in my car because they because they thought like you actually drove around the BMW Isetta or right. something. And it was <laughs> like some, somehow somehow people didn't associate you know the job that I was doing mm-hmm. with you know a guy that's making a good living doing sure. it. Wow, sure. And um, that definitely affected my twenties. And like I have even since since gotten rid of my home and moved and everything and made changes for my daughter because. Mm-hmm. Some of these things were honestly just attracting bad people. Yeah, I bet. That were like coming to this realization and then just kind of had their hand out immediately. Yeah. And, um, so you had like 97 first cousins that were <laughs> calling you up like, hey, man, baby needs braces. Uh, it's, you know, you, you, it you, comes with the territory, but it's, it's, yeah. it's, you, you almost feel, you know, it's unfair some of the positions you get put in sometimes, but I guess you're like, that's. It comes with it, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, you know, hey, look. At the end of the day, look. I'm a guy. I like to have fun. Get it how you live. You know, so, but, <laughs> totally. But at the same time, you know, sometimes, you know, um, you know, just at, at different points in your life, especially where I'm at right now, I'm just like, I'm, I'm I try to. As soon as I hear certain, you know, cues, mm-hmm. I almost just kind of like shut it down. Yep. I'm, I like, bet. I'm like, ah, not she's she's the problem. Yeah. Shut, <laughs> shut, 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 shut it down. I, I will fall asleep naked next to her and she will put my ass on the internet. So there you <laughs> go. <laughs> wow. You know what? That's something that you don't even consider. You don't, man. That's something you don't even consider. Like, wow. If, if I, like, for me, I, if, if, if I get lucky enough to go home with a girl and go back to her place, I don't really have to worry about showing up on a website with, with like, a, a celebrity sex tape ass in the bed or whatever, like a tweet. And especially with Twitter. Let's say the girl's drunk. She just. You know, looks over and tweets a pic of you. Oh yeah, man, no, I, I I put out a tweet not too long ago where I was just like, baby, I, you know, we got a real hot connection and everything, but mm-hmm. you tweet too much. <laughs> <laughs> you tweet too much. Sounds like a great R and B song. You tweet too much. <laughs> I, I stop tweeting, girl. I think that's chapter ninety seven of R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet right there. <laughs> you tweet too much. <laughs> you tweet too much. And 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 Chuck is tweeting too much. And Andrew's coming in. And Pimp Lucius is in the closet. Yes, there is actually a character named Pimp Lucius. I listen to Trapped in the Obviously. Closet. There's new episodes coming out. I'm very excited. That's my side thing. People are really gassed about that. I actually heard a chick talking about that the other day. Like, oh, it's, it's more Trapped in the Closet. <laughs> it was huge, man. I got all 14. <laughs> there were so many. It's a collection. These, man. What are you going to do? Now, when, when you got the call to do like a Dancing with the Stars, right. was your immediate reaction – 
hell yeah or did you have hesitations about it or did you just or what um, was that like for you my my immediate reaction was a visceral no mm-hmm. and um because <laughs> you knew the show it, 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 yeah, it's I, mean, like I, you... I knew the show I, I i actually i have no problems admitting this i was sure. actually trying to live my life and and avoid doing that show ever mm-hmm, right <laughs> and, i think yeah you get to a certain point there so you're like i'm not gonna do celebrity rehab yeah, i'm not gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking... right and they asked me to be on that show too and they really didn't have a problem that i don't have a drug problem <laughs> they were like we can write around that i mean i know the whole yeah i i know the whole basis of our show is like celebrities with addictions but eh, you can just come on but they'd maybe like maybe if we put you around a bunch of druggies you'll become a druggie yeah. and that'll be great tv yeah that's uh, that's a whole nother conversation but seriously i was asked to be on that show wow, so, wow. Um, and that because people, a lot of people don't understand the the manipulation behind reality TV. Yeah, dude, sure. It's all produced. And, and and I don't care how much I talk about it here. There's just a faction of our country that's just going to be like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. All that stuff happens to Your Kim kid, Kardashian yeah, no. as the cameras are rolling. Kim yeah. was in love with that boy. <laughs> <laughs> And she changed it in her mind. Yeah. Well, it's because people don't realize that if you, I, I mean, I know everyone thinks like, oh, my life could be a reality show. Right. No, because if, if a camera just filmed you for 24 hours straight, it, it, for me, it'd be a lot of like watching Dexter and masturbating. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes at the same time. Which Make, making cookies and living <laughs> in trees. Hit the zinger button. Hit the zinger button. Hit the zinger button. That's not. Which, by the way, <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a channel out there somewhere that <laughs> Oh, that's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> some yeah, some executive going, get me a midget who watches Dexter. Now that's a good evening, though. Actually, as long as you had yeah. a good plate of food to that, that's a great evening. <laughs> I'm fine with it. It's good. But uh, yeah, you're right. Like the, the these sorts of reality shows have to be set up, and uh, I mean, and some of these celebrity driven shows are getting ridiculous. Uh, I I literally heard this, and this oh, Honey is, Boo Boo is off the chat off the chain. Well, yeah. Do you like it? I, you be know honest, what? If, right now. I mean, ab- absolutely not. Yeah. You know, but it's like, <laughs> but, you but can't it's stop like, watching. I, but again, exactly. But I'm still. It's like just because I can't stop watching something, does that mean I'm really gonna start lining up cars outside of you know, and, and just making them crash into each other? And be like, ooh, another guy died. <laughs> you know, it's like, at what point are we going to take you know society into account? Like, literally, I watched that little girl, and it's like, I think that girl has some clinical issues. Like, yeah. Like, and she's really like everybody's catering to they're her. Feeding into it. Yeah, they're feeding into it, mm-hmm. and so it's like I, I saw her on. Um, I forgot. I think Can it was Doctor Oz. Pull this up a little bit. Oh, she was on the uh, Doctor Drew show. Doctor Drew, yeah. She fell asleep. She, no, no, she wasn't sleeping. Well, she acted. That like little it. hooker wasn't sleeping. She <laughs> was like, you know, she's like, he's asking her questions, and you're. This is an age where you're trying to teach kids to like, you know, respect adults, look yeah. in the eye, and answer. And yep. she's just like right in his face. I'm sleeping. I'm bored by you and all my fans. And it's like, holy crap. Like, Yo, you're supposed to get an ass whooping when yeah. that happens. But no, man. everyone's like, oh my God, she's so honest as a kid. Yeah. And she's so. The mom's brave. laughing and going, more go go juice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it, obviously, if. if any, it's always going to be entertaining if somebody puts Mountain Dew and Red Bull and just gives it to any kid. That's <laughs> sure. like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. But, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, when you really think that this is the modern child star, right. Dude, no, that's yeah, there is no bigger child star in our country right now yeah. than Honey Boo Boo. Right. I mean, I, I was just at a party and, like, every Everybody knows hot 20. Five-year-old chick oh, in the room was God. like, "I'm going as Honey Boo Boo. Oh, oh my God. I'm going as June." Oh. And you know what's sad about it is that it's a, it's a America is great at giving people their the ten minutes of fame or whatever and, and, and obsessing about something like that for a little bit, but then shit, man, it's gonna fade away and she's gonna go back to. Being it depends. This- I will say this: it, it depends because Honey Boo Boo 
is selling herself to be a train wreck. Yeah. Right. So she's going to continue to be a train so wreck. So as long, older. yeah, she's going to continue to be a train wreck. So as long as the train just keeps well, falling off the tracks. <laughs> exactly. She will lose her career if it's like, on this season, Honey Boo Boo actually gets into college. Well, fuck Whoa, that. I'm not exactly. watching anymore. <laughs> you got what I was trying to say. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. so as long as the girl stays on the path of doing, you know, just radically retarded shit, <laughs> she could be very successful. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, dude. You're right. That's but scary. if she ever dude, tries to, to do... us interviewing Honey Boo would be like, so, uh... <laughs> yeah, really really great to have you here. So yeah. what's going on? Di- uh, diabetes by age eight. That's a new record, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. That's crazy now, to like, think about that. And, so like, what, you, you, you see Honey Boo Boo and you see, like, the mom and how she kind of caters into it and how she's right. not stopping it. Yeah, that's a big problem of it. When you w- w- when you were in your time of, like, just going through the child star stuff, right. did, did, did you have that... Uh, kind of strong influence that kept you level. Yeah, your parents were no. Really I had I had right? I had um, I had I had parents that were very uh, very about my behavior. That's and good. As a matter of fact, in nine years, I only had one sick day, and wow. and it was Jesus. perceived to be a contract holdout, and it was really my mother trying to discipline me, and it was actually one of the funniest days on the show. Wow. Um, my my mom and I were kind of going at it. And mm-hmm. I and, and and still even to this day I contend that you were not a very fair mom. <laughs> and, um, you know she was just obsessed with control. What I didn't understand was that she was actually training me for marriage. <laughs> that's all the mother's and, plot. And, and since I never came around, that's why yeah. I'm not married. <laughs> I was like, oh, I get it. You have to let the woman do whatever the fuck she wants to do, uh, okay. and then you'll have a happy marriage. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, cool with that. So it's like a never-ending um, improv game. Yes, <laughs> and I'll do this for you. <laughs> And um, so we were really kind of going at it and just verbally, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff and me talking back and just not giving her the last word. Sure. And then finally she came to my room one day and she was like, you know what, your dad and I have talked about this and you know we've talked about this. So, you know, you're not going to work tomorrow. We're going to just start taking away days of work. And it was just like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, my parents wow. are like, you're trying to get me fired? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And, and that, then the and very next day, you know, it was really hilarious, though, is because I was in so many scenes, though, mm-hmm. you know, I was in probably 11 out of 12 that week. And wow. Um, they just canceled work the next day. For what? everybody. They canceled work for everybody. Damn. So, like, Dude, that, so they canceled. Your mom was like, fuck so, yeah. So my mom was, oh, no. But, they, but the thing is, my mom didn't have the courage to tell them what she had really done. So she told oh. me that. But she told them I was sick. Oh, so what shit. that resulted in was, I remember the producers sent me, mm-hmm. like, mounds of, like, Canned popcorn and balloons, and <laughs> at that time, five hundred bucks in Blockbuster gift certificates. <laughs> That's wow. huge, man. Which, by and, the way, was and, a huge and, deal. And they, right, and like uh, and Bob Iger, who was then running ABC, he wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, God as he is now, right, but he right, would, right. he sent me uh, more gift certificates from ABC, and wow. then they wanted to send the doctor to the house, and my mom was like, no, 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 we have our own doctor, we'll go to our own doctor. <laughs> We're good. We got some day he's cool, man. He's, like, he's, he's cool, he's cool, he's cool. So I was like, I think I probably collected on that one sick day over $1,000 in gifts. <laughs> and and, uh, and I'm just kind of like, at that point, I was just kind of like this kid on a couch folding my arms like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be sick tomorrow, too. Yeah. Shit. You know not to mess with the machine now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, maybe if I'm sick tomorrow, I get some Applebee's gifts to take. Right? You so, make sure this goose keeps laying golden eggs, I had, motherfucker. I had, a, I had a couple moments. I remember they gave me the penthouse at the, um, the top of the... Um, 
the, uh, the Trump Plaza Hotel oh, for, the, for the release of the doll, as a matter of fact. Oh, Has, Hasbro um, popped for that. And, uh, I mean, this place is ridiculous. It's like 8,000 square feet at the top of, top of New you York. You invite a bunch of friends out? And I mean, I'm 14 and years old. I just yeah, so. bossed my parents around and right. was like, you get that bedroom. <laughs> 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 and and it really, and that's what happened is I, was, I looked at the tape because my dad wanted to get a videotape. He yeah. wanted to rent it, a video camera at that point to yeah. remember it. And I never watched it. I was a complete asshole. Really? <laughs> I was a you watched it once? I watched it once. They put it on wow. for like a Thanksgiving when I was like in my early 20s. And like, and I was like, oh, remember, let's go look at when we stayed at the plaza. It's like Beethoven's second. You watch it once, you're like, I get it. It's yeah. a shitty movie. And <laughs> it was like. <laughs> and it was Good like reference, my, by the way. My behavior was just so off the chain. I was I was going through a, like a quick phase. Fortunately, it only it only it happened quickly for me. And mm-hmm. I was done with. Yeah. It. Now, how much of that do you think was because of. Like you're saying, like uh, I mean, having that many yes men around you and and pe- people at your yeah. beck and call to take care of you is obviously for anybody gonna inflate the ego a little bit. But as a kid, you're already kind of 14 is a very impressionable. Like I'm, start, you start to kind of think like, hey, I'm kind of an adult parent yeah. already. Yeah. So yeah. I'm telling you, I was a com- I, was, I, was, I have no problems with me. I was a complete jackass. To like what can, can, can you anything that you can say like what you were doing to your parents or was it merely just like, hey, you're gonna sleep there and you gotta wake up at six and make me bake <laughs> milkshakes? I was no, I was just um. <laughs> You know, they had basically filled the living room with everything that I loved. Yeah. So they Which like, was at that time. At that time, it was like Nintendo. jerseys from Knicks players that Dude. were my favorite oh. that were assigned. Charles Oakley? You, um, yeah, you went John to Nintendo. Stuff. He's on a whole other yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, no, Nintendo, fucker. <laughs> Char- Charles Oakley and Patrick Ewing came and played w- one-on-one fact, in my living room. That, that weekend, I remember Charles Oakley gave me tickets to the game. Oh, and, are you kidding uh, me? No, I know That's Oak. a crazy rep. Do you really? Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> I mean, I know him because I'm a huge fan of his, you know, his his hustle, nah, and his play. It. But that was a crazy reference. And you're I, friends with him? Yeah, I grabbed. Man, I grew up with Oak. Man, Jesus. Oak was good people's man. Dude, he was unbelievable. If, if I see Oak right now, we, we take it back. I mean, I went to like nine. Well, please Oak. welcome Charles Oakley. <laughs> this is your life, <laughs> Jillian White. I went. Uh, I follow him on Twitter. As a matter of fact. Yo, there's uh, one dude. There's a handful of dudes like that that busted their ass but, night in night out. That you're just like, God, man, how? Do, like, you're like. She's uh, didn't get a championship. Yeah. I was a fan of the game, man. You know, like I mean, Adam Morrison got. When it, when it comes to basketball, <laughs> I'm a, I stop that. Don't even go. There. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm a, don't forget I'm a Bruin, so we gave him his worst defeat he's ever tasted. Dude, crying. Uh, right. Oh, oh that's I was right. There. I was Were you there. really? I was, I was How happy? I remember you? that. Him and that's, little... that's probably hands down the greatest college basketball game I've ever seen in person. <sighs> yep. Him and his little mushroom cut. Wait, who was on the sobbing? UCLA team? Uh, I think it was Jordan Farmer yeah. that year. Yeah, and with Kevin, no, Love was. No, 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 no. Kevin yeah. Love wasn't there. Years yet. later, he wasn't there yet. Uh, all right, well, let's, we're back. There's, I mean, we can talk basketball for hours. Uh, wait, so, um, all right, so you had the Knicks jerseys in the room. Yeah, and they they had just filled my my living room with Knicks jerseys and you know Yankee paraphernalia and again gift certificates to go here, there, everywhere, and it's just. You know, um, the cool thing about my personality that I'm very proud of, actually, is that, you know, I I take notes. Mm-hmm. So that's what what that means in actor terms, the terminology is sometimes a director will tell an actor to do something differently, and then the actor goes right back in the scene and does it exactly the same way, but in his right. mind, he right. did it differently. Right. Right. And that's when the director whispers to the producer, we have to recast. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, but I like, I, I take notes even sure. about myself in life. So when I saw that videotape, even in my early 20s, I'm obviously I'd already changed, though, mm-hmm. but it was just a confirmation of things that I had felt were you know, going on during that period of my life or whatever. Right. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, you know, I outgrew it. Yeah. Do you do you feel fortunate that you went through that phase when there wasn't 
social media and TMZ oh, and all that look, jazz. Hey, look, I was I was hanging out with Michael Jordan one night, and what? he says, <laughs> "That's a and he says, that's a normal way to start a story." And he's, well, it's not even being braggadocious. No, no, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a great story, though. And he was just like, he was just like, I seriously, if I had played ball during the Facebook era, yeah, I would have made it. Wow. He's like, wow, he's like, dude, he meant that. He's like, I would have made it. Just because every move that he did. I, you, I, you know, I'm not going to go into details. Sure, like, sure, man. You can I would have made it. Yeah. <laughs> I would have made it. And so I, it's like, you know, it's a, I'm, I'm one of those kind of people, especially where I'm like, I don't like necessarily going backstage too much. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I want... I don't want to see the chicks putting on the extensions before, <laughs> you know, in makeup and hair before right. they go present yeah. the Oscar. That's the whole point of getting dressed up. I don't have to look at you that way, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But we live. You in want this, the show? Yeah, yeah, we live in this new world now. It's just kind of like this, you know, all information world, Dude. and it's just TMI. Yeah. And, Way too much. And, um, you know, I'm so happy I didn't have to go to college with that. I mean, I saw James Franco, matter of fact, online. He, I guess he fell asleep in, like, some UCLA class. Mm-hmm. And some a-hole freaking snapped him. <laughs> boom, put it up online. Dude. James Franco sleeps in class. You know, I slept in a couple classes. Matter of sure. fact, I just got into an argument with a teacher over having slept into a class one time. <laughs> well, maybe you should be more interesting, <laughs> man. Yeah, you know, because he called me out. It was, maybe I thought, you should talk more about Honey Boo Boo. I thought it was, <laughs> I'd, worked, I'd worked really late the night before. I wasn't snoring, and I kind of thought it was a dick move for him to call me out. I'm yeah, like, I'm one of your best students in here, man. I worked late. Yeah, dude. But we kissed and made up. We yeah. kissed on the lips, too. It was great. <laughs> <It was cool. laughs> and, uh, you know, Professor Bernardi to this day is one of my favorite professors oh, I ever had in college. Hey, you majored in uh, film and television. Yeah, I went to UCLA Film School, uh, School of Film and Television. Good program? A uh, really cool program. Um, I, when I look back at college, though, I still I kind of laugh. I laugh at the fact that they convince all these people that by going to this school, they're going to have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. uh, Adam, with your degree in theater from USC. <laughs> yeah, Julia, I don't know if you know, but I was in Vinegar Tom, which oh, gets you fucking oh, nothing you were, when you yeah. graduate. Oh, you go into a casting office. You you're the Shakespeare in the Park people. Oh, yeah. I remember I was those jumping, kids. I was jumping into fountains being like, and on a day when the nights have gotten dark. Like, Who the fuck are these kids? You man? got laid, though. You got laid. I mean, theater girls are incredible. Oh, theater man. girls are incredible. <laughs> guess what? And guess they, what? They straight, have to get into character. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> straight theater dudes who play sports, uh, myself. Clean up. Uh, I mean, I'm surrounded by um, a lot of non-straight theater men, which is great and fine. Yeah. A lot of my best friends. Yeah. Uh, but guess what? The girls don't want to uh, okay. have sex with them. Exactly. No, no competition. Um, exactly. It's perfect. Are you are you that uh, tied into the USC UCLA rivalry? Uh, during the week that it occurs. Otherwise, sure. I know a lot of you know well-paid USC people, and I like hanging out with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I call them producers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're not bad. <laughs> but, but during the week that it occurs, yeah, yeah F you, sure. man. Yeah. Hey, you yeah, know, they're, they're not going to paint our bear. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you guys would wrap our statue up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tommy Trojan. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and, and Sometimes wrap Brad up. Which yeah. is really, a little I know, I'm kind of like the, old, the new unofficial mascot. <laughs> it's scary. I <laughs> thought it was more disrespectful what they did this year. What they do this year? They what put that big billboard up of, of Matt Barkley in Westwood. Oh shit! Some some some. That's actually kind of genius. Some rich donors. Was he a Diddy Reese or something? Just chowing down. Uh, no, it's a. It was just a giant like USC Pride billboard that was like right in the middle of Westwood. Oh, and that's it was, awesome! Like, Who <laughs> sold this? To oh, the, oh, USC put it up. USC put oh, it up. Oh, oh wow! Nah, it was oh, so. Shit. And so it was like you know they paid for it. You know, obviously you see these Clear Channel billboards everywhere. Yeah, where somebody that's paid incredible. for it. And uh, you know it was just one of those kind of things. And after a while, you know Jim, Jim Moore Jr. the new coach yeah. or whatever, just like look. 
we got rich people around here too. Somebody yeah. do something about that. <laughs> Someone step the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what uh, what I've noticed is like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of like you where it's like, yeah if i find out someone goes to ucla yeah sure i'll do a little whatever the hell but it, it, who gives a shit yeah people make side jokes all the time they go oh, like i'll be at uh meet somebody they'll be like oh you're a trojan huh well i guess it is where this conversation stops and i'm like all right man i mean it's, yeah. you know, we're but, adults yeah but I, I i feel most people that take it the most seriously are people that didn't even go to the school totally. oh yeah, yeah oh, oh, that's hilarious you said that yeah, yeah. no seriously I had, I had a dude in my fantasy league my fantasy basketball <laughs> league for years man uh-huh. you know you show up to the draft wearing all these usc we'll stuff. call him charlie Oakley right. uh, for, the, for the sake of this story. And uh, he would be, t- I mean, he, every week he would talk, because in his fantasy league, actually, the way it worked out was it was a bunch of UCLA guys and a bunch of SC guys. So mm-hmm. for that particular week, we really sure. did go at each other, like Mike Sherrard and Ken Norton Jr. And oh, yeah, there you my go. fantasy league, and, you know, it was a bunch of other USC he's got, guys. He's got Ken Norton Jr. in his fantasy league. The loudest guy. I know Henry Winkler. The loudest guy. Yeah. Did not go to SC. <laughs> like he crossed the line, you know, talking sure. crap one time, and I called up another guy. I was like, "Look, I need to know some things about this cat so I could go ahead." <laughs> and he was like, "He's like, he didn't go to SC. It's not, it's like, a, are you? Think it was a community college? Are you serious? Wow, Duh, There are so many. Like that's why I just I can't even mess with the tailgate crowd, man. No, it's yeah. Half the people in the parking lot they didn't go to the school. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're in the parking lot. And go the craziest. Now you're in a fantasy basketball league. Uh, I was in a fantasy basketball league. Now I just do fantasy football, fantasy okay. basketball. Just it's too much because it's daily. Man. It's too much. I, yeah. I did it one year. I did the draft. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I was like, hey, where's Danny Manning? And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but then I just I couldn't I'd do like the first four games. And then I, my buddies would hit me up. They're like, dude, you got – Four times a year guaranteed I forgot to set my lineup. Yeah, dude, and I end up losing that. like 200 points yeah, that dude. just haunt me in my conscience yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird because it, it, it's, it's one of those things fantasy sports has just blown up so much to where – I mean – it's not even about the money that you could win. It's yeah. just the pride. With, oh, yeah, with, with, pride. Yeah, 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 with your friends. And pride's, pride's priceless, man. Now, how seriously do you take it? Um, I, I agree with you on that pride thing, but it does have its limits because these, sure. these guys uh, asked me, as a matter of fact, just like a couple nights ago to be in their fantasy basketball league. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the buy-in? And they were like, yeah. oh, no, there are too many deadbeats in this league. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're just doing this on pride. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's there's nothing to win at all. Yeah, there's no there's I'm like, no motivation. I'm like, give seriously. You're like, you guys are not playing for even fifty bucks. You're not doing anything. I say, okay, check this out. I don't even want you guys' numbers in my phone. <laughs> I don't even want my phone infected by knowing you people. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm in a league now, and it's like it's the right level where it's like it's a three hundred fifty dollar buy in. There you go. And it's just like every week there's a payout. Every week there's a hundred dollar payout, and there's a grand prize at the end. So it's like I don't have. To, I'm not one of those guys that needs to get crazy with it, yeah. but. It's, no, just, it's just enough to I'm keep you motivated. I'm not going to set my lineup for freaking free. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. There's not enough pride <laughs> in me to do that. And, and it, it's easy to take it to another level. Like a buddy of mine is so invested in emotionally. Like, and he tried to pitch me on it. Like, you know, Seahawks are my team, and I have enough gut wrenching, depressing years investing them as a fan already. And it's like to take on all these other teams. Like, I literally picked him up to go to a show the other night, and he gets in the car, and he's just like. He's just all down like this, and he's just like, and I was like, dude, and he's a real happy, peppy guy. I was like, right. dude, Mark, you, you all right? And he's like, yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't want to talk about it, man. Oh, I and know. I, and he was like, you took that in. I was like, dude, is something like wrong with your family? I immediately go to some sort of bad scenario, and he was like, nah, it's, I lost in two of my leagues today, dude. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I felt like if I had been like, is it your mom? He'd be like, yeah, she's, 
She's in the hospital. She's not going to make it. But, dude, the Bears didn't. You know, I feel like it was that type of. I started the Bear defense instead of the Packer defense. I'm yeah, idiot. Dude, wait, but what about your mom? Yeah, it's going to But I didn't cover the spread. You know? The thing about fantasy is that in order to be a really good fantasy player, you have to treat the players like hoes. <laughs> You can't have. Can we quote that somewhere. You can't. You, I want that on a bumper sticker. You got it. You seriously. You have to be disciplined, and you have to hit it and quit it, and you can't. <laughs> yeah. Julia White's guide to fantasy football. <laughs> Treat your players like hoes. It's like you can't. You, you you can't get. You can't have man crushes. Like I no. I I've. My season's not over because I did some other stuff in late rounds that are helping me out okay. in fantasy football right now. Mm. But I, I will. I will be honest. I, I I was developing a man crush. Oh, on and at pick number eight, <clears throat> yep. I chose Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Jesus, and and I knew in my mind that Matt Ryan was going to have a good year. Yeah. Because of just how his receivers were developing. Julio sure. Jones. And really exactly. So I said, everybody can say, oh, oh, Julio Jones. So I'm guys. like, hey, if Julio Jones is going to have a year like that, then Matt Ryan's going to do his thing. Yep. Yeah. But my man crush <laughs> took over. And, and you know, his, his you know. His charismatic. Yeah, exactly. His, smile. his big Pepsi smile. Yeah. Right. Smile. Said, hey, man, I'm taking Cam Newton <laughs> to, to get better numbers last year. And let me tell you something. Like, I practically have tricked off my entire season yeah, because Cam is like crying at every press conference now this entire year. Uh, so be like, yo, this is not how this is not- how it's supposed to be going. Cam Newton should be doing better. And you're like, obviously, man, I picked you with the Pepsi smile. <laughs> right. up. So, you know, that's a prime example of where I didn't go by the numbers and the numbers told me to, you with your pick, heart. Yeah, to pick Stafford or to pick, or to pick Ryan. And it was like part of you feels like, you know what, like you want him to do so well because you like him. Yes. Then you're like, you know, maybe if I if if he knows subconsciously (laughs) that Jaleel White pick him, then he'll step it up because he knows I can get Matt Ryan. Right. But I'm taking a smile. smile. Man, you know, now it's it's gotten to the point where I I think they should just do everything fantasy like there. There should be fantasy in entertainment. Like, hey, they should. They should. I'm drafting Honey Boo Boo first. (laughs) That's like the sexy pick right now. I wish they. you know what I wish they had is I wish they had. um, um, fantasy for TV shows. Yeah. So to play network exec. Wow. Oh, that would that, that would that would that would be cool. Oh yeah. So like that would be cool. Like so I want to like, put this show up against this show. Like my lineup right. would be. I so would put would the be. you know I would put the X Factor up against uh, <laughs> up against this show up against that show. I'm like, picking uh, Mad Men first round. Exactly. I don't care <laughs> shit. Yeah. So so like then you have uh, wow. So you, 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 you could like bank on shows not making it. So like because, when the neighbors came out, because, you'd be like, all right, let's yeah. fucking exactly. Fix that no, shit. exactly. So it's like people don't realize you know when when they when. People don't realize how many stars, moons, and ducks have to line up in order for you to have a successful TV show. Like, not only do you have to do a show that resonates with people, but you got to get a good time slot. Sure. The network has to want to promote it. Good lead-in. And exactly. And God forbid you cannot be put on Friday or Saturday. You know, it's like, and that's what makes what we did so great because back then we had TGIF. TGIF, and TGIF was a monster. And that, there's nothing like that anymore. Like no, that, again, not. and the fact that you were not only in a um, a package like that where yeah. it was promoted everything, but every show. Was dope in its own way, right? And, and leading in, where were you on the lineup again? It was like, oh, we were first. Yeah, it was it, 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 it was you guys and hang with Mr. Cooper, step, step by step, step, step by yeah. step. Oh my god, uh, what, what a, that uh, guy was hilarious. I, you know, I, I'll never forget when Cody came on the step by step. I was mm-hmm. I was so I was so like. Oh, Mr. Lambert. Yeah, I, I was so, imp- right. I was really, I was so impressed with his acting. I was like, man, I want to, we shared directors. So I was like, yo, I want to oh, go cool. meet this guy. This guy's doing a kick-ass surfer dude. Yeah. And so I go over there and I, I met Sasha and I'm like, hey man, it's nice to meet you, man. I'm checking you out. He's like, oh man, this is cool. That's him? 
I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yo, drop the character, motherfucker. We're just hanging out right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, you know, people don't realize for me, like, you know, I took acting seriously and right. I didn't care what I needed to do to become another character. Sure. If I changed my hair, if I did whatever, there was no prima donna about what I was doing. But mm-hmm. at heart, I was an athlete and, you know, I was, I, I was really... I would have hung out with jocks and probably tried to sell weed in high school. <laughs> but, you know, I, you know I, I knew better than to do those things given who I was. What but, are we talking yeah. about? The life story of Adam Ray from age 69? So you were, would you consider yourself, you were like more t- towards Stefan and then yeah, that was, Steve it, was your... Yeah, it was like even the whole child star thing is really funny. It's like I was never treated like a child star when I was growing up. Like I was, I was the lead dog on our show, period. Yeah. I was like, you know, I, I knew... They came to me for the joke, or as we said, the block scene. Yep. Every episode, every episode of a television show back then had what was considered to be a block scene, and this was the scene that everything is building up to, where the gotcha. car crashes through the living room, right. or whatever, or you know, the character turns into Bruce Lee, and it's like it's the block scene. Right. And that, those block scenes always depended on me and 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 ability, not you know, oh he's so cute and I love his hair, but just <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, come bring the comedy that sure, night. Sure, because yeah, the, you you mentioned the Bruce Lee scene. There, yeah. there, there was a scene where you went to the the, the chamber, yeah, the chamber, <laughs> and and you came out. Yeah. It, it was Bruce Juice. Was yeah, that what it was. Well, we 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 eventually evolved it. At first, yeah. you know, I was it was a souped up porta potty that I would step into, <laughs> and then the, the the producers realized that it would be much more con- convenient if they just invented Bruce Juice, and then yeah. I could just transform anywhere. I could just you know walk into a pantry and come out. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Step on our couch, and and you. <laughs> came out as as like as like Bruce Lee and you're doing Bruce Lee and you I I think correct me if I'm wrong you had like nunchucks right yeah, no, it was a great episode, man. Like, I mean, did we you train for nunchucks? Yeah. Is, 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 that, is, is that a skill you had in your back pocket? A or? very, um, a, a very famous stunt coordinator, Gene LaBelle. He mm-hmm. used to work with, uh, you know, Steven Seagal back in the day Shit. and stuff. And uh, they, he would come onto our show with. Um, we would borrow a lot of the stunt guys that were doing Warner Brothers movies on the lot at the time. Because you shot, a, you shot on the Warner Brothers. Yeah, we lot. shot on Warner yeah. Brothers lot, and so you know, all those guys that were in fight scenes on Under Siege would then walk right on over and then and do family matters. Family matter fight scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's incredible. Which is great because that's because if, 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 if they had like kids, that would be the thing that they were impressed with. Like, no, I was just on a battleship with Tommy Lee Jones and Steven Seagal, and shit blew up. And then, hey, you know, I got to go hang out with Urkel. Tell me more about Urkel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yo, without being too modest, like, and I mean, no joke. Again, like I said, was my favorite show growing up. I appreciate just, it. And I still, t- even as a kid, I was watching and marveling at how good you were as a child actor and not just as a child actor but actor and like still I look I look back now like when it's on in syndication or whatever and it's like because you see so many child actors nowadays on Disney Channel and everything and you're they're just so I don't know Vanilla? Uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> they're not like, playing anything they're playing themselves so essentially I, I want to just know from you like looking back like you have to know like I was fucking incredible like you just <laughs> dude you were so it, it's, it's mind blowing to me man like because the comedy your timing Comedy's all timing, man. You can't teach that shit, and you can. And obviously, you had good writing, right? And and the uh, the cast to play off of. Every, a lot of things were working for you, but man, shit, dude. Like some of the things you were doing it, it are not. Most of the things you're doing are not on paper, that, right? That. So I mean, how? A lot of questions. What, 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 was that what, was was that a character that did they have the idea? Did you come with it? Was it a collaboration you know, I mean, of really, both? I mean, really, just to hear you talk like this, man. It makes it, it makes my existence in the game worth it because. The only thing nerdy about me is the degree to which I will apply myself when I want to get something right. Shows, man. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, you know, 
you know, I, you know, I had a really like father-son relationship with our our showrunner, our head executive producer, and I really started becoming obsessed, really kind of understanding the nuances of what my character was, what my character our character relationships were on the show, mm-hmm. and how formulaic. It, it was. Yeah. It's been done before. And sure. it, it, Steve and Carl are basically, you know, uh, Fred and Barney totally, and, and, yeah. and Norton and Cramden from Honeymooners. So I've seen every, I had seen every Honeymooners episode that they'd ever made. It only made 39 mm-hmm. um, by the time I was like 15 years old. And I, you know, could impersonate, you know, in Norton. And mm-hmm. I, I, got what was going on there. So I started so borrowing crazy, I started borrowing from these greats. Now mind you, I had a mom that was not letting me date and go out, so that's what was allowing <laughs> all of these times. Sure. <laughs> to you were studying Abbott and Costello and not yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to exactly. chicks. So like yeah. when Kobe was in the gym shooting, yeah. I was literally at a TV set watching Honeymooners episodes and breaking things down and well, dude, you know, and that's why I mean that's why you killed it. And so it's yeah, like it came off. so it's like my biggest reward that I get from any of this mm-hmm. is when I get a chance to travel around the world and I get a chance to see the influence and how it's still there. Sure. I, I showed you guys a picture. And yeah, it's you, just you, like that yeah, was, yeah, talk to t- t- so Well, it was, uh, you know, a, um, a friend of mine, she went to, to, uh, to France this year and she sent back a, a camera pic mm-hmm. of my old character's face, but, like, it was, like, Behind a whole bunch of graffiti on a wall, <laughs> like some guys had just done some graffiti, and you could and tell it'd been there for a long time. And you could tell it's been there, and starting to peel away. But or the face was right there. Yeah, I should post it. Like I, should, Dude, I really should post well, tweet, it. You should tweet it out. I, after I, this, I'll, for sure. I'll tweet it out. And, but it's um, it's a great picture because you know that that's the picture that just kind of tells me like anything is possible, and if you work hard, period. You just you work hard. Sure. And you pay attention to the nuances. You know, you can touch people in parts of the world that you don't even know you're connecting with. Yeah, and you didn't know this was happening when you're doing it. You're just like, no. you're having fun, no. or are you no. are you still able as a kid going through? Obviously, all the pressures of TV and the work schedule. But are you just like, hey, this is fun? Yeah, no, I liked it. Yeah. I liked the I liked the pressure. You, I liked you, you got you got you liked the laughs early on, right? You I loved just, I loved knowing that I had a. Um, you know, I didn't even want to play Stefan, which you, I don't know if you yeah. know that. So I oh, just, dude, I didn't, on, yeah. I didn't want to play Stefan. I didn't believe in the character. I thought the character mm-hmm. was too, was too plain. And, and, and but the contrast was so wonderful. And David just kept assuring yeah. me, you know, uh, that the, our executive producer, that Jay, people are going to enjoy the contrast. The people went yeah. ape shit. That first moment when and you I was come just out. Like, yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, really? I'm just like, yo, I'm just coming in a room basically talking like me, except I'm just over complimenting Carl's fat butt right now. <laughs> 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 That's really what the character Stefan was. It was like, I just kept telling Carl he was so skinny. And yeah. it was like, <laughs> he would do a little shimmy. <laughs> oh, I like Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, you should really marry Steve. Exactly. You know, and then I would tell Laura how great she smelled, even yeah. when she didn't have perfume on. <laughs> it was that like, was it. Yeah. You know, so that was like the character. Was but you couldn't see from up. the, that's because to you, you're just like you. There's no way to see the overall global effect yeah. when you're doing it week to week. You can't you see the numbers, but you're like you're not seeing people like me be like, dude. Yeah, when you came out and we got to see that complete 180. Yeah, you sure. know you you can't. Bottom line, we can't see ourselves. Most people cannot see. We can't see ourselves. So, you know, I I'm, I tend to be a pretty good evaluator of my performances, um, but at the same time, at the image level, I. I can still be a dork. Yeah. You know, like I just I didn't I didn't get what was the impressions that were being sent out there. Yeah, and and you guys did yours in front of a a, a, a lot of yeah, yeah. live audience, right? Yeah, because so you you could tell now with some of these sitcoms, so many are just oh, yeah. no, the, la- the laugh track the, the, and the, 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 the and the they want to cut back on money so much in in television right. now that even the shows that do have audiences, the audiences are like you know fifty people, like yeah. 
I did this in front of a thousand people a week. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. And guess and like so, you know, Brad and I are stand up, so we travel the country every weekend and every night in L.A. And uh, which you should come to shows if you ever want to. Um, but you know, getting the the live immediate response with the laughter sure. is yeah. what makes it all like. But it trains you for life. It totally trains you dude. for life. It really does. And yeah. I don't think people really understand that that's becoming a lost art form is, um, you know, I can hear a joke, you know, as it plays out live in front of an audience and know whether to dial it down, step on this, you know. Yeah, it's like, sure. And, milk uh, it's, milk certain have, moments. You have moments where yeah. you just know where you can just milk this moment. I mean, we had, well, we just had some golden moments. I, I, matter of fact, I saw a guy get cussed out really badly when I was a kid, too, on the show. As a matter of fact, our, our director just lit into it. I felt so bad because he's a grown man, but mm-hmm. there was a moment that was I... Was it Waldo? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a guest actor on the show. Waldo. Dude, wait, what, some of the shit you and Waldo would have, man. Was so we, had, we, did, we, had, we had a guest actor on the show, and then I just, I saw a moment for a, um, just... You know, one of those just deadpan takes, yeah. Where you just you just stare, mm-hmm. and and the audience was just going and going and yeah, going. Yeah, just build and and go. this guy, you know, he was a guest actor, yeah. just really just he just went on with the dialogue and took out a chunk. Oh, God. Mm. Like he he thought that I had forgotten my lines. You were milking a pause because I was milking a pause. Oh, wow. And so he just decided to help me out. And whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, director yelled, "Cut!" And John oh, yeah. was like. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm literally like, you know, 18 years old, patting this like 40 something year old guy on the back. Like, wow, like, wow. dog, don't worry about it. We'll do it again. Don't like, you know I, who he is? He's on Urkel host. <laughs> Where's your cereal? This guy knows I, Charles Oakley, motherfucker. All right. I can, I can nail it just the same way. It was like, but I'll never forget that night. Yeah. Some of those moments with you and Waldo, where, I mean, I mean, like those long, where the audience, who you could tell, was just like on board, like where you would call him out for something stupid and you just be like, Waldo, and he was like, what's up? And there's just that moment where you knew, and it was just you were waiting for you to call him out for it, but it was like, yeah, it it was built so so many. I mean, we talked about the whole uh, debut of Stefan. Like you, you can't get that reaction with a panned with the pan machine. Just you walking out of that thing, and just the audience going, like they, they, they they would just go crazy, and then. That I, I I feel that as a guy watching the show, that helps me as a viewer. Yeah. You, because you definitely get more into it, and he, he, even though those thousand people aren't in the room with you, you still feel you like you're a part of it. No, but let me tell you something, man. At the end of the day, performing is energy, man. Mm-hmm. I I people feed off of energy, so an audience can give me a certain amount of energy. Even when I did that Bruce Lee show, a lot of people don't know I was deathly sick that night. I had to be oh, rushed. No kidding. I had to be rushed to the hospital as soon as that was done. Get out. I, I was. Puking up my brain. Actual sick, not mom. Yeah, yeah, no, no, t- no, no, not, yeah. not mom teaching you a lesson. Yeah, yeah. Not, I need some blockbuster gifts. I was, <laughs> I was puking my brains out. I was down to the bile at that point, and I, you know how you'll throw up though, and like literally for like a few moments right afterwards, you feel great. Totally. Yeah. Like you think sometimes you're like, there it you is. You think that's you're good. That yeah, was yeah. it. That was what you need. It was like that's what happened. They were going to cancel the show, but that was the last scene of the night. Mm-hmm. There, there was actually one more scene afterwards, but we could have shot that. Then whatever, and I, I didn't want to lose the momentum of the crowd. And I literally, I hurled, and David was like right next to me. I'm sitting here in a Bruce Lee wig, throwing up in the <laughs> toilet, 
And Dude, you and puked and rallied. You did what most college girls will do on a weekly basis. I rallied, baby. I rallied. I rallied. There's a bu- there's Pull that hair back, girl. Let's go. <laughs> the, the entire tried out sorority right now. It's like, oh, my God, he's totally me. <laughs> we have so much more in common. <laughs> he, know, he knows what to do. Oh, it, 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 this is so cool. I, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. I can't even tell. I can't even tell you the worst of my stories, man. I've, I've, I've well, you have to come great, back. I've lived a great life, man. You know, I've been able to travel. That was the thing I'm probably most proud of. I was able to do in my 20s, though, as, as a result of the things that I did, and you know, on, in television, I was able to spend a lot of time going overseas, visiting wonderful countries, and and doing it right, and then just you know, really collecting some really hilarious stories. Those are the perks, right? Those are the perks. What what the business and what you're because of who you are and what you're doing opens up for you, and getting to travel like that. And you're saying like now, getting to go and see the effect of it, uh, and and you say you talk to college college kids and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 definitely. I love talking to kids, and I love dropping real on them. You know, I don't I feel I don't feel (laughs) a lot of people talk to kids real. I don't, man. Well, sure, no, not sugarcoated, not in this generation. the generation of everybody gets a trophy, everybody's yeah, special, exactly. everyone's, everyone's you wonderful. Know, it's so funny you even said that, too, because, like, you know, my daughter's three years old, and it's like she's, she's starting to play games now and start mm-hmm. to understand the rules a little bit. Sure. And, um, but so tic-tac-toe is her game. <laughs> and, and But, but it's, uh, I, I play with it on her iPad. Now, what's really hilarious is I'm like, okay, at what point do you teach your kids you're going to lose? Right. <laughs> what? Right? Course. So, so it's yeah. like she, she, she loves to what happens is she, we, we start playing. And then I'll, I'll put you on. She'll put an X, and then uh, I'll put an O, and then she'll put another X right there. And then I'll, I'll buy a blocker. Mm-hmm. All right, and Dude, I want all face I all must I said, be priceless. right? Uh, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was a breakthrough. Like literally, it, it was tears and crying and everything because wow. just getting. And I said, no, I'm going to block her one time. Yeah, yeah. After that, I'm going to let her win. Totally. But I'm going to block her at least one sure. time. Let her feel it for a moment. So Problem solved. Right, exactly. So, so I would block her. And then, um, and then she started getting better, and she started picking up the game. Mm-hmm. So then I tried to, you know, take it to another level and block her twice. And then, you know, she did. She took my hand. And she said, "Daddy, Daddy, no, no, I'm gonna help you." <laughs> <laughs> she, said, and she was like, no. she was like, she said, "You go here." <laughs> And she's orchestrating the win for herself, and it's like, and she'll, and she'll do it with her grandmother. She do everything now. Now, if you start, if she loses any more than twice, two times in a row, mm-hmm. that's when she starts to help you. Sure. And if she loses any more than three times in a row, time to shut down a game, move on to another activity. <laughs> and it's go. like I see this at three years old, and I'm like, whoa, you know, it's like what just a weak ass generation, like. Right. I almost want to go in hard and be like, yo, check this out. You will never win this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to lose nine in a <laughs> row, bitch. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> I'm going to beat you in tic-tac-toe, kerplunk, connect four, <laughs> candy land. You ain't never going you to the chocolate I hope we don't have any fucking Uno well, over here. Well, because what happens is the, the comedy occurs. And she has a little friend, Isabella, and I love Isabella, but the comedy occurs when it's like, okay, Isabella and Samaya are about to play tic-tac-toe, and both of them are conditioned to win. Oh, boy. And it's like... To watch it happen, it's a thing. <laughs> like both of them, you know what they started? The, the game just devolved into both of them trying to press the, the spots faster. <laughs> That's funny. They weren't wow. even waiting for each other's just turn. Like, they were just like, oh, I got three in a row, I got three in a row. <laughs> uh, but, but at least you get instilling that, that feeling of, of competition, though. At an early it turned age, into right? a race. It's Dude, just like, who gets good? <laughs> That's what life Tic-tac-toe is. Tic-tac-toe has never been more competitive. <laughs> 
That's what life is. Fields. That's the race. <laughs> right? So I'm like, man, you know, I'm, what age am I going to tell this little girl? You can't lose if you do not prepare. Yeah, because guess <laughs> what? you have to at some point, man. You, you can't go to. along just patting them on the back and being like, oh, you peed in the toilet. Good job. Like, you know, I mean, <laughs> what you have to congratulate Daddy me. Daddy prepared. I still can't make it all the way in. But oh. <laughs> Daddy came in for one episode. <laughs> one fucking episode. Yeah, dude. And Daddy turned it into a damn career. So she, so she's got to do that. It's crazy, man. Oh, man. Well, that, well, that, that uh, it's great that you're in that, that you're viewing that and not just being like, oh, no, I shall win every time. Well, you got you, know, you got to split the difference because you got to yeah. give them a reason to compete. But I mm-hmm. know the breaking points where it's like, if I beat her three times in a row, she ain't even going to play the game no more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's because if you, if you give her that feeling uh, of seeing what it's like to lose for a moment, then that's when you – that's when they motivate themselves. To go, well, I didn't like that feeling. Right. Now I want to try again, right. so I can win. I mean, that's why when we do, when we start doing stand up, we're doing open mics. That's where you really figure out if this is for you. You do it, and you're like, okay, well, I, that didn't go very well. Yeah, and either yeah. you get, either it brings you down, and you go, well, I don't ever want to feel that again, or you go, I don't want to feel that again, so I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get better, and I'm gonna. Yeah, start there's a ass. difference between a heckler and somebody telling you you suck <laughs> for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Wow. Some guy not even in stand-up just got it perfectly because yeah. I've seen so many guys c- c- come off stage like, man, this is a shitty-ass crowd. Shitty they were all crowd. telling, telling me really? I suck, hecklers and Maybe stuff like that. Maybe they heard jokes about airplane peanuts <laughs> before, you stupid nah, shit. Nah, bro, five or, six, five or six hecklers is just an unhappy crowd, homie. <laughs> five or six hecklers. These guys were terrible tonight. I don't know what it was about my honey boo-boo material, my Charles Oakley jokes, and my blockbuster. Well, I let you throw out one or two people for drinking too much, but after that, homie, oh. you got to go back to the oh, drawing board. Get you some material. Now, well, then, sp- speaking of the whole competition thing, uh, d- d- and correct me if I'm wrong, did you ever play actually against Jordan basketball? Like one-on-one? Yes, I did. Now, and now I, I know filmed, how competitive Jordan he is. He filmed Space Jam on Warner Brothers Live. Yo, how incredible is that movie? And <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm dead. You know what? I said that. Here's the thing. Nobody has ever said that about Space Jam, and that's why you fucking guys both laughed right there. But no, I'm serious. I, I laughed because I lived on the lot that summer, so I just know things that, I, that I was able to see, and it was just You like, have Space Jam stories? It was just, it was, they, they cleared <laughs> off, they cleared all, they made all of the TV executives park in the structure that summer because they brought in what was tantamount to a Cirque du Soleil-tented indoor uh, basketball court oh, for Michael wow. to train because that was the summer that he came back and got beat by Orlando. Yep. Then he trained and mm-hmm. then he won three more. Shouldn't have 45. He trained, <laughs> on, exactly, he trained on Warner Brothers lot because that was the summer that they shot. That was the stipulation. Yeah. He would only uh, do the movie if he could train on, on the lot. Wow. And so they brought in Long Beach State's court and <laughs> air conditioned it and they had weight <sighs> equipment in there and everything and literally like every day after work Every day after work for that summer, I would just go straight to the Jordan Dome. It was just kind of called the Jordan Dome, and they let me in because they had security oh, outside. And you walk wow. in there, and it's like Grant Hill, Reggie Miller, Hill, Dennis Rodman. Before he's whatever. he's not even a piston at that point. Um, wait a minute, no, he was a piston at that point. Yeah, he wasn't and unreal. Young kid. Yeah, he was. A, yeah. He was with the Pistons Those at first that point two seasons, still. God damn it. And um, and it was just like it was an all star game. Barkley. It was. A, it was a. I don't know. No. No. Actually, no. They were. What are you talking about? They're in Patrick? the movie. They're in the movie. David yeah. Robinson. No. Yeah. Uh, it was just like an all star game every day. Oh, it was they were shit. playing with them. You know, the all star. This is what happened. They would if if they would let certain people play until too many NBA players would show up. Yeah. And then <laughs> when a certain number of NBA players would show up. Um, you know, Michael would literally just like stop everybody and make an announcement because you know, like Damon Wayans would be in a corner, like you know, stretching and shit. Like, 
you ain't coming out here <laughs> right now. <laughs> Homie the Clown ain't not getting court time with Barkley. You I'm sorry. Right I don't know if you saw, but Michael Cage is here <laughs> right. uh, from the Seattle Superstars. Right. So what happens is because you got to understand, this is Hollywood. The egos of motherfuckers was, is hilarious. Oh, yeah. And you would get people that were like, you know, on TV shows calling next and Rod Strickland is waiting. And so Yo, Mike, Mike Jordan's like, look, this is our game. Yeah, You're so here. MJ would have to tell people, like, look, check this out. If there's an NBA player ever in this gym, they're stepping on the court in the very next game. And when we get it's to a the brotherhood p- at that point. Yes. Jordan's like, it's a yeah. And when thing. we get to the point where there's any more than six to seven NBA players on the court, then we're going to do something professional and we just hope that he's really charismatic. We would hope that course, you guys man. would respect that and understand that. And he was mm-hmm. like, even still, Damien would be like, all right, cool. I'll just get, I'll, I'll go two down. I'll go two down. <laughs> Dude, he sells Hanes, McDonald's, and Gatorade. He clearly can sell. I mean, that's incredible. So those, those games were just. But those. you got in a few before. Yeah, yeah, no, he got in a few. And uh, matter of fact, I even had a, a free throw shooting contest with him. And uh, I, 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 ended up, I ended up gambling with him, but he told me to keep the money. Uh, <laughs> and he was, uh, you gambled in a basketball competition. Go, well, what, go I, buy yourself some suspenders. You know, yeah. I, 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 I think you almost just, you subconsciously want to pay him. You know, he's just sure. like, oh, I lost. Yeah. Here, take oh, $100. <laughs> Here's my money, Michael Jordan. Put it on red. <laughs> and he was so cool about it. He was actually he likes to shoot free throws. Um, Blindfold. Um, yeah, with his eyes closed. Yeah. And so, if your form is right, you can actually hit a bunch of them in a row. Yeah. And I think I went like actually two out of five. And then <laughs> of course he goes like four out of five. <laughs> and uh, you know, I was like, all right, reach in my pocket to give him, you know, to give him the twenty. And he's like, come on, man, I'm not taking your money, Jay. I do this. Is, I, I, I do this. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, um, how was was uh, did did, God, now, did Bugs story. Bunny ever get to play? Like, what's wrong with you, Doc? What's wrong with you? No, I'm glad you said that to me right there because if you'd go along with it, then um, what's wrong with you? Guys? I know we all, I know we all want zingers, but we just not go for shit, guys. We not go for shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Michael Jordan, though, I mean, and this is a, a question I have, I think, for most. Um, the physique's, like, ridiculous, right? They're on another oh, level. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. They're just, like... They're just like galloping horses, man. Seriously, I mean, they make the entire court in, like, four strides. You know, that's... <laughs> That's that's really what it is. As as as, as a dwarf, I'm extremely jealous because it takes me about nine thousand four hundred and thirty-two, and like in rapid yeah. succession, like like, like you, you, you you know the clip when Bugs like starts to run and then the, the legs just start moving, but he's not going anywhere. That's me, like all the time. I don't, running. you know, from a, from a basketball perspective, I don't know how I don't know what the highest level that you've played, but like you know, like I said, Penny Hardaway was like an older brother to me, also. So I would Jesus. go, and, I would go, and I would go play ball with them in Memphis at the Fieldhouse. And uh, in the summer times too, uh, anywhere between eighteen, nineteen. By the 20, way, 20. side note: the Urkel doll could yeah. totally outball little Penny. Little, 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 yeah, penny. Dude. little penny had let's shit. Let's establish that little right penny now. Had Urkel shit. doll uh, kicking the ass of little Penny in a game one on one. You know, that'd be a great retro commercial, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, Jesus. Um, but um, you know, we—that was probably like that was probably the best game I've ever played in. Though was a summer game with Penny with the uh, with a bunch of players from. Um, the Globetrotters and from Memphis and a couple of NBA cats and I had like I had like three guys on my team that could just you know including Penny that I could just throw the ball anywhere near the rim and it was, yeah, it was an alley oop because that's, that's, that's what's going to happen in, in, in pickup yeah, ball yeah, sure. and um, you know I just I got a chance to, when when these guys are this long. And you're this, you know, you're, you, your size is put into reality. Uh-huh. You know, you. <laughs> hey, well, I got to look at me, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, let's not talk about size and reality in the same sense, Julio. Uh... Mom says I'm a big boy. 
when your size is put into reality, you know, you realize how much skill it takes to even get to the hole. Like, you're just not even going to make shots yeah, where it's yeah. a layup, where you just get the ball off the glass no. and it goes into the hole because the guys are just too long. They're going to get there. And, you know, you suddenly can respect the skill level of somebody like a Derrick Rose or something like that. And it's like everything he shoots in the paint is a floater. Yeah, right. Because you're just – you're not going to get all the way to the hole. That's why he's so big with those the, jump stops. Exactly. And, when the mm-hmm. length just becomes that. Yeah. And, you know, that's 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 what I, I, I actually kind of miss from those days. You know, it's, is you know, it made you respect the game more. Oh, sure. And I remember I, I was in a uh, charity um, game with Donovan McNabb. Jesus. And, uh, in Chicago. I was eating Campbell's soup before And uh, you know what? <laughs> you a fool for that. <laughs> that actually, it's so funny because I went to a comedy store one night, and it was me and it was Donovan and it was a couple other cats, and, and this comedian just went in on him with the Chunky Soup commercials. And it was like, <laughs> and it was funny because I'm sitting right there I mean, next to him. I'm sitting there right next to him, and it was like, that was the moment where I realized, I don't care how you're famous, there's always somebody out there that can come up with something dumb to say to you. Of course. Yeah. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. he did like 10 minutes of Chunky Soup commercials. <laughs> Well, that's a little <laughs> and just went in on his mom and everything. It was like, wow. It was like really to the point it was almost kind of uncomfortable. Like, oh, man. Sure, like, well, first of all, dude. I would never even bring it up. Yeah, like we came here to be entertained. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, you almost got to go in your gangster voice. Like, yo, son. <laughs> Donovan's like, I can make one phone call. Yeah, that's mad rude, man. <laughs> is that how you would dress somebody if they too if they called you out for some shit in a comedy show? I, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I play it cool. I mean, yeah. I, I, I take solace in knowing that you know I've done something they're still trying to do half the time. So there you go. You know, Sco- I, I, scoreboard, like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, where's your doll? So you just, yeah, <laughs> where's your doll? You know, you that just, should be your comeback every time. You know, where's your you, doll, motherfucker? I, I, I respect stand-up comedy for what it is so yeah, much. Dude. Exactly, it's scoreboard, man. Mm-hmm. You know, keep, absolutely. Keep the show going, man. Keep exactly. The show going. Yeah, perfect, man. Um, could, this, could, 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 could this have gone any better, do you think? Dude, this, this was unbelievable, man. Yeah. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. I had a great time. Well, are you guys going to treat me to lunch or are you going to make me pay for my own? No, no, for sure. <laughs> I'll treat you to lunch. Us, man. <laughs> Don't like worry. I said, Popcornopolis, man. You got cheddar. You got cheddar. You got uh, caramel. Car- caramel's in there. Yeah. Don't forget. Uh, any stuff that you any, any, any stuff that you want to plug right now? Where's your Twitter at? Man, I'm at Jaleel White. You know, mm-hmm. my, my, my Twitter feed sounds pretty much just like what we're talking about right now, all this stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I'm, a, I'm a sports junkie, and uh, but at the same time, I love commenting on life. And, um, you know, total blackout, man. Tomorrow night, October 30th on Sci-Fi, Sci-Fi we're, Channel. We're back. The couples episodes are better than ever. Oh, uh, couples we, episodes? Yeah, we have couples oh, episodes. Shit, we got, dude, we got moms on with their sons. Oh, oh got, that's going to be know, perfect. You know, and the, you know, the moms telling the sons to man up. And, you know, <laughs> wow. We have, you know, it's gonna be, Total Blackout is going to be great this season. Uh, I'm grateful for the show, but more importantly, I'm, I'm grateful people just enjoy it. You know, I, I don't, there's an aspect of entertainment that I think is being lost to just straight egotism, and that's people wanting attention, and that is the fact that what I do is not for me, it's for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the one art form out there where it's kind of like, you know, I only care so much how it turns out, you know, and it, it's about how you think it turned out. Right. Ah. Oh. That's just that's some philosophical bombs being dropped by Jaleel White over here. Well, Jaleel, it was an absolute pleasure, absolute honor. Uh, it was fun as hell. Like sometimes we're pulling teeth with guests, but with you, it was just flawless. It was great. Yeah, dude. The given. I mean, it's just, some people get. Uh, I want to say intimidated because it's not like we're fucking uh, you know, carrot top over <laughs> nah, here. But you guys both have deep voices, and with the sound, yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of threw. Me <laughs> 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 yeah, let me ask that real quick. Did you? Because I didn't go. I didn't send an email and be like, "Yo, uh, tell Jaleel, Jaleel, by the way, my co-host is a dwarf." 
Waldorf. I didn't say that. So when you first walked up, were you like, oh. No, I'm actually happy you didn't say that to my manager. Otherwise, you might have got shut yeah, down. Obviously, I mean, obviously, dude. <laughs> well, because, well, why would I do that? He's well, my because, best friend. Because at the end of the day, I mean, he's I mean, he a grown-ass man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 28, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, you know how many kids Brad's beat up at a playground? You know, but yeah. multiple. Midget UFC, I throw a mean forearm shiver. You know, but if you had sent a picture of him dressed up as a leprechaun to my manager and said, we want to do an interview with Jaleel White, yeah. he might not have gotten back yeah. to you so fast. There you go. It works out. Yeah, well, I'm, 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 I'm glad I can come in with the deep voice and that's not good. Last <laughs> total blackout. All right, I love it. Uh, total blackout. Uh, there's sci-fi uh, Tuesday nights at ten nine central. central. Look at your DVRs. Check it out, uh, Jaleel you gotta White. Gotta come back and talk hoops with us, man. Once oh the NBA season gets rolling, man, because we, I mean, we didn't even scratch the surface. You know what we should do? I'll tell you what we do. We, we'll talk hoops, and then you and I should trade chick stories. Oh, that is we'll, done. We'll go, we'll go, but we got to put a prize on it. See who has the best chicks. Yo, there we oh go. my there god! Right now. I think me and you could go ahead up on some real fun life experience. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, you know what? That is a day. That done. is a day. Because I want to know your chick story. Oh, you you're, got some. you're gonna know, my friend. <laughs> I got one this weekend that I'm gonna tell on the next podcast. You don't know the six great. foot Jew uh, <laughs> sex stories? I mean, I got a couple in the bag here. <laughs> uh, your your story's already interesting. <laughs> They like your hair already, oh, so... Fuck. All right, fair enough. Jaleel okay. goes straight to the midget porn, and that's why I like him. I mean, him. that's... Yeah, but that's clearly more interesting. <laughs> well, uh, we, we will do that absolutely on a future episode. Uh, Adam, pl- plug your stuff, Adam. AdamRayTV.com, at AdamRayComedy on Twitter, and uh, I will be the Lake Tahoe Improv next uh, the Tuesday... No, Wednesday, November 7th through the 11th. There you go. And um, myself, I'm at FunnyBrad, BradWilliamsComedy.com. I got dates coming up at the Columbus Funny Bone going up to Merced, California, and then I'm doing this thing. I'm actually going to be announcing the Red Bull Flugtog competition that, yeah. in uh, San Francisco. That's where guys, like, make homemade gliders, and they, like, go off Fisherman's Wharf or whatever. A lot of chicks there. Yes. <laughs> Whoa, some stories definitely pull from the glider Red have, Bull series. I will have Red Bull stories, everyone. <laughs> On an all-new about last night, it'll be Jaleel versus Brad. <laughs> guys, thank you for, uh, Jaleel, thank you for being here. And guys, thank you for listening. This has been probably the best episode of the About Last Hands Night down. show. Please try to remember our names in the morning. Love it. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it. On the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger. Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.